All right, so we're finally back with surviving online dating. Let's uh, get this going. I actually have Kristen on this podcast. Finally, again, I got Kristen on the podcast. Hi, guys. Oh, there we go. We're going to talk about micro cheating and what micro cheating is. So first, let's talk about like what we consider just cheating in general. I mean, everyone knows what cheating is. Um, we don't need to do an episode on just cheating. But uh, Kristen, what do you consider to be like cheating in the worst form? I would say like physical intimacy with somebody other than your partner, whether that's like kissing or having sex, just, you know, like physical intimacy with someone. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I really consider like emotional, um, like validation from someone with like physical intimacy, right? Like erotic energy, shit like that. That's what I would consider to be normal cheating. Um, but when we talk about micro cheating, like how is micro cheating different? Micro cheating is kind of where like the lines start getting blurred. Like it could be interactions with someone else that are um, more intimate without being physical, like just like emotionally confiding in someone, being really close to them, um, having a lot of like validation from them or spending time with them. Maybe they're a coworker and they always spend time together. They're texting each other like might be like oh well we're really close work friends or whatever but it's it's more than that because they're like they're getting like emotional um satisfaction from each other like like you would in a relationship yeah yeah like they're uh and it's it's more than that like when you say emotional satisfaction like you can get that from like even just like a friend but it's more of like there's like an underlying tone of like uh maybe like sexual attraction or like erotic energy you know like like what i'm saying like sexual tension like there's like there's gonna be that that tension um when it comes to micro cheating and you're exactly right when it's saying like the big difference is the blurred lines in cheating between micro cheating typically the easiest way you micro cheat is you like text someone right like you talk on talk on the internet talk through your phone i think most of it happens through text and it just really cultivates like micro cheating basically there's a big thing of people going through their significant others like phones because that's where a lot of it happens. And then you, you know, they discover like the micro cheating and then you feel fucking betrayed. When we talk about micro cheating, like you got to have your boundaries right in your relationship. You know, you got to have your boundaries. You see, you set your boundaries. You also have to not do things that make your partner feel like you were cheating or micro cheating. Like, like there's two, there's two things that like you can't have one without the other. Like it's wrong for like say if Kristen if I'm if I'm acting really really sketchy and then saying oh no I need my privacy um you, you can't you can't be all up in my shit and like I need my privacy but I'm making her feel terrible you know like you you got to have both right obviously you can't just you know say to your partner hey give me your phone let me look through it you know this is not like when you're growing up and your parents are like I'm going to look through your diary. No, we have to have privacy and boundaries with each other. But, yeah, but on the flip side, there is a point where people start acting in a way that would make you suspect that there's something going on. And I think ultimately you have to listen to your instinct. And if you're not just typically a jealous person or you're just looking for that kind of behavior, if you feel that gut feeling that something's wrong then maybe you do have a right to start, you know, questioning the feeling. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, so we got a few examples, like a, a big one is when your significant other or, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, when they constantly hide their phone from you and will never let you touch it. I mean, me specifically, and I'll say this, I have no problem saying this. When I was 17, 18, 19, uh, when I for my first girlfriend that I had, my only girlfriend that I ever cheated on, um, it actually made my stomach drop when she would hold my phone because I know at any moment a text could pop up from someone that, um, that she doesn't know or that I shouldn't be talking to. Right. So that's, I think that's a big one that people do is they will hide their phones, not let their significant other ever use their phones because they're afraid of that. You know, at least that's what I was afraid of. So I don't see why they wouldn't be afraid of the same thing. I think that's why they do it. So I think that's a big one. Another one is like, you know, someone leaves to go hang out with their friends and do whatever. Like, I think, I think it's responsible to send like one text saying what you're up to or what you're doing, or if you're not going to be home. Right. Right. I mean, if you're trying to contact your significant other, um, and they won't answer their phone calls or their text messages, not saying be obsessive, call them 20 times. But I think the considerate thing to do is if you're not back by an expected time, you know, at least to answer the phone or answer your text, it's only the the right thing to do to keep somebody updated when they're expecting you to be back. Yeah, and yeah, and that's exactly what this this is about is like I guess being considerate, right? Like I should be considerate of you and not make you feel like I'm cheating on you and you should be considerate of me and um you know, uh, respect my boundaries. Right. Like, I think that's what, what's kind of what this comes down to. Another one is like a bunch of excuses for really weird actions that, you know, that they're doing. Right. Like, can you think of any of those? Um, well, if you all of a sudden started having some hobby where you have to leave the house and I never actually witnessed you doing said hobby, then I'd probably raise an eyebrow at that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could definitely see that. If it comes out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. If you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go golfing. Yeah. Where, where are your golf clubs? Yeah. Like, like if you don't see him partaking in this hobby, like it doesn't like that's obviously going to raise raise an eyebrow, you know, like especially if it's something you're taking seriously. Basically, like you start questioning a relationship at that point. Um. So I found a, a quote from a, a certified sex therapist. Um, her name's Jessa Zimmerman, and it says, many people don't consider emotional affairs to be cheating since they aren't having sex, but it is the secrecy and betrayal of trust that creates the most damage, right? Does that make sense? Right. I mean, obviously, it's normal and healthy to have relationships with people of the opposite sex, especially if they're someone that you work with or friends of yours. It's It's normal, but there's that line where you cross um, where there's a level of intimacy that's more than just platonic. And that's not, that's not okay. But some people look outside of their relationships to get that kind of intimacy, you know, even if it's not physical. Yeah. And that's kind of where micro cheating lines up, right? Even through text, you can feel that way, right? Right. I mean, people will be like, oh, that's just my work husband. And they're like texting him and sending him memes and pictures. And, you know, it's like uh, at a certain point, it's kind of like, what are you looking for in that relationship that you don't have in your current relationship? Yeah. I mean, at some point, it's just a little too much. 
Like you're just being pretty inconsiderate at that point. When you think of cheating and micro cheating, like the term micro cheating basically like it would make you think that it's a lesser form of cheating, which I guess in, in some ways it is, but it's still finding like emotional like intimacy and everything that cheating has, but in almost a like it, it's almost easier to micro cheat, which I think could make it it's just as bad as cheating in my eyes, honestly. Right. It could be just as damaging because a lot of people who have gone through affairs, like usually if it's just a sexual encounter, like people can get over that and they can move past that in a relationship. But like when there starts to be like love and attachment, that's when it's really hard to get over that. And you can have that kind of love and attachment to someone and not have sex with them. And that could literally be micro cheating at that point, right? Right. So, I mean, you could micro cheat hypothetically and have it be more damaging than, say, a one night stand. Yeah. And it's at the end of the day, like micro cheating isn't any um, less hurtful than normal cheating at that point. You know, like like a lot of people say micro cheating is just not that's why it's micro cheating. Right. But I think it's just as damaging. Right. When you when you talk about it, it's, it's just as damaging. It's just by technicality, it's not cheating. But in all other senses, I mean, you're giving yourself to another person, whether it's texting or flirting at work or whatever. It's just not okay. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Exactly. And I have a, uh, some other quotes from um, a life uh, a life counselor um, that kind of describes micro cheating as in cultivating intimate or erotic energy with others. We've talked about that. I'm seeking out repeated intimate interactions with exes. I mean, that's a big one. Like, like, like if you've shared, um, you know, sexual intimacy with your ex, um, it's really sometimes it's really easy to go back and just like send them a text and try to feel that again. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're starting to contact your exes, like that's all bad. Yeah. And that's all bad. And that's that's micro cheating. I mean, it's 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 pretty bad. Uh, You know, in a a lot of people that feel this way, I implore them to remind yourself why they are exes. Right. Like you usually only remember the good times with all of your exes, at least most of my times I have. You have to really remember why they're exes. Yeah. I mean, just because it's easy to pick up a history with somebody, yeah, doesn't mean that you should. Yeah, so I think a lot of micro cheating comes from exes. You know, um, we also got revisiting a person when you feel upset in your committed romantic relationship. I mean, that that kind of lines up with exes. You know, you're revisiting somebody else other than who you're romantically with, looking for like that sexual tension or you know whatever emotional intimacy, whatever it is, you know, and, and, and again, like we have to, have to reiterate, this all happens through text. So it's, it's really like the access is so easy, right? Yeah. I mean, of course there's times in your relationship where things aren't going to be going so good and you want to vent to somebody, but it doesn't mean you should go 
vent to somebody that you have a romantic history with because that can just lead you down the road of, oh, I'm not happy in my current relationship. You know, what can I find here? Exactly. I mean, that, you, it, you should pretty much have friends that you can do that through, right? Right. Yeah. And again, like you can have friendships with people of the opposite sex. If you're not comfortable having your uh, friend of an opposite sex and your current partner in the same room or same situation together, that's probably a red flag. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure, that'd be a red flag. So we got uh, right here another quote. Micro cheating often begins with lying to yourself. Um, Often it involves a slew of subtle psychological defenses like minimizing, rationalizing and denying. So what do you think of that? I think if you're lying to yourself, you're definitely also lying to your partner. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, because if you say it begins with lying to yourself, which which I guess is right. I mean, like like it comes back to um, um, remembering good times with your exes, like you're lying to yourself that there weren't bad times with your exes. And that's why they are exes. Right. Or you're just trying to say to yourself. It's micro cheating. Yeah. (laughs) That I'm not doing anything. I'm not actually doing anything. We're just talking. We're just friends. You know, you're trying to um, put on these rose-colored glasses for yourself and think that, you know, you're not actually doing anything wrong. But I know that deep down, you know that if you have to lie to your significant other about what's happening or who you're talking to, you know, you're making a mistake. Oh, for sure. And and, and that's right. I mean, you can lie to yourself and say that it's micro-cheating. It's not as bad as cheating in person but at the end of the day like you wouldn't show your significant other those texts right I mean, that's why everyone's afraid of or, or people that have shit to hide in their phone like that's why they're so afraid of someone they're someone going through their phone right yeah okay so let's see now this all um we can talk about how to spot it i mean how to spot micro cheating i don't think there's any like I don't think there's really any good ways to spot it. I think it just honestly comes from uh, like intuition and how you feel. I mean, obviously, there's like if if your significant if your significant other is like you know fixated on their phones and hiding it from you, like. But these are just general things that are you know a little shady, right? I mean, everyone knows when they're the person they're with is acting shady. I don't think there's too too much to go into about that, and we need to talk about how. You know, this is an online dating podcast, right? That's kind of how we started. And we have to talk about how, how micro-cheating lines up with that, right? And but before we started recording this podcast, Kristen asked me, like, well, how, how does online dating even line up with micro-cheating? And I explained it as, you know, being as someone who is a successful online dater, um, I could easily go on Tinder today or tomorrow and find that emotional intimacy um, or there was a there was a, a term I liked cult or, or I could cultivate erotic energy with someone on Tinder tonight or tomorrow. So micro cheating really lines up with online dating. Is in they they honestly go hand in hand. Like you can micro cheat with anyone on the internet, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, especially when you know you're feeling low or you're having a fight with your significant other, it's so easy to get on your phone, um, pick up you know, Tinder or Snapchat and just find that little feeling of acceptance 
from somebody else. Yep, that's exactly right. Um, that's absolutely, that, that's 100% right. And that's why, that, that's where micro-cheating and online dating go hand in hand. Um, when, you, when you start online dating a bunch, if, if you start, if it starts working for you and you start meeting more and more people, you're going to realize that it's always an option to go back on Tinder or whatever online dating app you use. You can always go back and find that validation from somebody. Um, and it, it's, it's a scary thing knowing you always have that option. You have to learn to not use that option and you have to um, reject it actively. I, you, when you feel bad in your relationship, you could think, oh, well, I'll just feel good for a little bit with someone else through text. And that's at that point, like you are micro cheating and it's, it's not right. And that's when you have to tell yourself that you just don't do that. You have to really look inside and say, this is, this isn't something that's healthy for my relationship or just healthy in general to do when I'm with somebody. Right. And I think also when you are dating online and you're maybe consistently speaking to one person, like you have to establish the kind of boundaries, like hey, are you okay with me talking to other people right now? Like, is it okay if I continue to use Tinder and talk to other girls? Like, you know, like you have to establish those kinds of boundaries. Like even if you're not in a committed relationship with someone, because that person might find out, hey, you've been talking to other women on Tinder and they might see that as micro cheating, you know, like, so you have to establish like, is this okay? Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you find someone that you're decently into and you've gone out with them, I would say at least a couple of times, like you have to eventually set up those boundaries, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously you don't have to have a commitment to someone just to be like, I just want you talking to me exclusively right now. You know, it doesn't mean like you have to be in a relationship. It just means that person wants you to respect their time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like there's like steps when it comes to online dating. You know, the first step is just like making the first connection and talking to them. And I don't think there's really any in most people's minds. There's no um, expectation that you're not talking to anyone else. I'm, I I wouldn't say like because I've always suggested like you just text as many people as you can. Um, so there, I don't think there's that expectation to begin with. But once you start talking enough, then you form some boundaries of like, hey, like we are seriously talking to each other at this point. Then you can establish that boundary then. And then obviously there's the next step of like you actually um, get together as like, you know, as like boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> right. Like you, you get to that point and then you're in more of a serious like it's not like a serious long term relationship, but it's, there's obviously like more like more and more boundaries get dropped the longer you talk to someone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that I, I think that pretty much covers um, what micro cheating is, you know, and what we think about micro cheating. Um, so let's just do some plugs. Let's do, you can check me out on Instagram at johnnyutah 53. Follow me there. Do you want to give your Instagram out? <laughs> no. Okay. So we won't give Kristen's Instagram out. Um, so yeah, you follow me at johnnyutah 53. You can find me there. I'm going to launch a website soon. I got an episode coming for that. It's going to have a whole bunch of coaching. It's going to have, um, you know, when I, when I was looking into coaching for my coaching episode, it got me excited, and I think I can really do good with that. So I'm going to release a website for coaching soon. I got some more episode ideas coming, and I will see you in the next episode.